Welcome to the Park Podcast, sharing tips, advice and general guidance surrounding the working world. Good morning. Welcome to Park Podcast. I'm Gemma Marshall. And I'm Tony Bracken. And this morning we wanted to talk to you about counter-offers. Now, um, and really we're going to sort of focus on five reasons why we think you shouldn't accept them. Um Obviously, in the recruitment business, Gemma and I are used to uh, counter-offers. And what we're referring to when we, we talk about counter-offers is when you've gone through the interview process, you've secured a fantastic new role, you put your resignation in and your current employer says, don't leave me, um, <laughs> and makes a counter-offer. Now, um you know, we, we obviously have conversations with candidates at registration and, and prior to them going on and embarking through the interview process with, with other clients. But I guess nothing really prepares you for the reality of what happens. And sometimes when I ask the question to, to a candidate, you know, what, what would happen if you resigned this afternoon, for example? You know, how would your employer react? A lot of candidates don't know. Mm. I mean, they just don't know how they the, you know, the, their employer is going to react or the expectation of how they will react is not true. You know, some people will tell me, oh, it's likely they're going to offer me something, mm. you know, they wouldn't want to lose me. Um, and then when it actually happens, they don't receive an offer and they, they, they don't react that way. So, you know, it, it, it's a strange one, but, you know, we've got a lot of experience with counter offers. So we just wanted to spend some time um, this morning sort of going through that. And, you know, it, it may seem great. It's the best of both worlds. You, you know, you've interviewed and you've been successful in securing a new role great you resign and then your current employer counter offers you so now you've got two companies fighting to get you on their team mm. and you know clearly we understand this is really flattering you know you've smashed it you're popular you're in demand however the reality is this does actually put you in quite a difficult position um, so you really need to think really carefully before deciding and in most cases our advice tends to be not to actually accept that yeah. counter offer yeah. I think you know starting with with the you know with the first reason is you know you've only received this offer because you resigned I'm just going to say that again mm. I mean you've literally only received this offer because you've resigned. It's a reactive tactic from your employer and surely it's got to make you wonder, do I need to resign every time that I want to improve my situation? Did they actually value my contribution in the first place? Why didn't they value it enough to to give me, you know, or, or at least, you know, have a conversation? You know, often if somebody's reason for leaving is they want promotion, I'll say, well, have you discussed this with your current mm. employer? You know, don't resign you know, just to force a situation. Um, yeah. You know, your reasons for wanting to leave are still there. They still exist. Um, and it, you may have several reasons. You know, yes, the money might not be quite right. The, the benefits package isn't aligned to what you're looking for. There's no promotion on, on the horizon. You, perhaps you don't get on with your boss. The hours are too long. There's many reasons. Um and so, yes, you may be offered more money to stay in, and it's, temp it's tempting, isn't it? Surely, the, the you know, better the devil you know. Um, I'm doing the job anyway. But if you do have other issues, you'll probably end up leaving anyway. Um, salary is hardly ever the prime or only motivator for resigning. More money won't ultimately change anything mm. about your 
role or the company that you're working for. Yeah. I just want to throw in there with the whole sort of better the devil. Um, you know, it's worth remembering that when you embark on going through a process to change job roles, I mean, we're obviously at work, you know, more than we're anywhere else. So um, it's obviously a, a huge factor mm -hmm. in, in your whole overall life. Now, often you know, there's going to be an element of fear here. You know, you're you're making a change to your life. And even sometimes when you're in a position where you're not that happy, at least you know and understand, you know, the environment, the job, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, to, there's always going to be that element of, yeah, better to stay here because it's less scary. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, which is you know, which is not the right thing to do, obviously. Um, and there's a loyalty factor as well, isn't there? there is, you yeah. know, especially if you've been with an organisation for a very long time, you do feel loyal, we yeah. get it. Yeah. And again, you know, the point here about, you know, it, the reason for, for moving is never just purely about one thing. You know, I love the job, I love the company, I love the team, everything's perfect apart from, you know, I want an extra two grand. Mm. I mean, is a two grand a year really going to make that much difference? Um, you know, if all the other factors, and, and if it is, then, you know, you really need to push this and talk yeah. to your employer. Have a transparent um, conversation. And have that, that sort of conversation and, and ask what you need to do. Um you know, it's the same. We'll have a discussion another time about how to sort of negotiate and, and, and you know, have strength when you're trying to fight for, for salary increases, etc. But, you know, I was speaking to a candidate very recently. Um, you know, so personal situation is obviously a key factor. Um, this candidate is with a, a global um, institution with ex excellent sort of flexible benefits um you know there's committees for you name it you know flexible working parents all this sort of thing um and i've got an, i had an interesting opportunity this week with a an independent commercial business um and i think this role could have been an ideal move for them however at the moment the security of their current environment, given that they've got a young baby mm. of six months old etc mm. etc et was was it was more important for them right now to stay where they are. So I'm just trying to highlight that we appreciate there are a number of factors um, in your decision. Great. Yeah, and there's actual real numbers and statistics surrounding counteroffers. Um, you know, it, it's it's true that in most cases, if you accept a counteroffer, there is a 90% chance that you will be out of that job within six months. Yeah, I mean, it's unreal, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. The data's there online, yeah. you know, if you want to see it. But yeah. it's... Um, you know, obviously, we see somebody that we get a job offer for, um, they get a counter offer and stay. And, you know, we know they're going to be coming back to, to have a conversation with us. Um, you know, but we also appreciate and understand that, you know, you, you, as I said, we're, we're at work far too much. So it, it is a big decision. Um, you know, appreciate sometimes you might not be you know, emotionally ready mm. um, to, to sort of move on. Um, I think it's also worth noting in the next point that you, you could risk losing both jobs here. I mean, you've got to be very careful not to push things too far and too hard. I mean, if you're banking on using an offer from another company just to get more money out of your own employer, you're really playing a dangerous game here. Um, and it may be that you lose both because your current boss um, sort of walks you out the door and the offering company... Um, you know, feel that you're using that counter offer and actually withdraw the offer that they've made to you, um, which will leave you in a very um, vulnerable and tough position. Yeah. Um, 
So I think it's important if your reasons are, you know, really financially motivated, you know, I will always ask a candidate, have you had this conversation with your current employer? Have you told them, you know, if you know, have you sort of highlighted how serious a factor this is mm-hmm. um, as, yeah, it's really important and you don't want to be left in that sort of position. And now, ultimately, your current employer knows that you're unhappy. Mm. Um, you know, from now on, perhaps your commitment to them will be in question. Do you really have that dentist appointment? Oh, don't you look particularly smart today? How can they truly now trust mm. you um it could be now that you're overlooked for a promotion or, or not asked to be involved in specific projects is they may feel that your loyalty is in doubt yeah yeah and and yeah we've often seen that i mean particularly when you have resigned and you're working your notice often you know the, the people that we, we've dealt with would say you know well ever since i've resigned you know my boss isn't speaking to me or yeah. i'm not involved in this xyz you know or others you know will be literally begged to stay um you know up to the last week yeah. of their three month notice Absolutely. period so you know experience vary greatly and i think you know the longer particularly the longer you've worked with somebody and, and the time of individual they are as, as your boss leader um take take they can take it personally Absolutely. Uh, i think there's an emotional investment yeah. when we're when in our working life and yeah i think that can impact the way that that somebody behaves obviously yes in professional environments there's processes there's ways you deal with things yes of course however sometimes you, you just can't fight the emotional side and, yeah. and these sort of characters that yeah. we're dealing with and sometimes it's even your friends with your boss. Yeah. And that makes it really awkward, yeah. doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, you know, as Tony says, they, that sometimes people can take it personally. Mm. Um, and that just puts another layer yeah. onto it. And it's interesting, you know, I've seen people that have joined from a school leaver or, um, you know, a college leaver, graduate, etc. And they feel like that if they don't move out of that environment, they'll always be seen really as that, you you know, more junior. Um, However, because they've, you know, this has been their training ground, they feel like they'd really be letting someone down, you know, that that sort of brought them on. But, you know, you've got to sort of step away from that, um, which is which is hopefully what we can help support people do. I mean, uh, what we say is, is obviously this is an ongoing subject and something that we deal with all the time. But I think last year, 2019, um, obviously this year has been a bit of a weird one. we just saw a huge increase in counter offers. Um, I don't know if that would be, you know, repeated nationally or internationally. I think in Jersey we are, you know, we we have got a skills shortage, um, and it's a very competitive marketplace. So, um, you know, employers don't need the sort of added time and cost of hiring a replacement. Um, so, if they value you and your contribution, surely they would be showing you that right now. And if you do want more advice or um, guidance surrounding this, give us a call. Get in touch. Um, But thank you. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Park Podcast, sharing tips, advice and general guidance surrounding the working world. 